Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Keeping It Real, your IGM Movies podcast. This is Moro. With me today are Chris Carl. How do you do? Stax. Yellow. And we have a special guest with us today. He's from London. <laughs> Good Jeez. day, sir. How are you? <laughs> so proper. <coughs> Mr. Chris Tilly from our UK office. How you doing? Good. How you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, good. Good to be here. Good to escape the snow. That's right. He was saying it was snowing in London. He barely made it out. Actually. Was it snow or still volcanic ash? Is that all cleared up over there? Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's when the past. But yeah, it's yeah. it's the big freeze at the moment in the UK. So it's good to be in the LA sun. You came out. Well, of course, all this movie stuff was happening in in London. There's a uh, the the Chronicles of Narnia. The junket was going on. Mm-hmm. Season of the Witch junket. Tourist is tourist. going on. Tourist. I'm, I'm number four. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. A lot going on. A lot of going on over there. Well, we'll I am number that. four, as in I am number four in the pecking order of all those movies that you're actually going <laughs> to get to cover. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, we will get to all of that. But first, as always, why don't we start with the uh, look back at the weekend box office. Um, yeah, it was a short week last week because of the Thanksgiving holiday, so we didn't uh, get to podcast and give any kind of predictions for last week. But That's good because our previous week's predictions were god-awful. Oh, God, I was way low on Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty close. Yeah, where were you at? I I had called like uh, I want to say like one fifty or something. Oh yeah, you're right. And it yeah. made like one forty, so I was close. I was, you know, I didn't win, but it was close. You were I, more I than you losers. It. You you were eighty six. I was eighty eight, eighty six or eighty eight. Yeah. Yeah. And what were you? You were, you were like one twenty. Twenty. Yeah. yeah. I actually called it correctly in my head, so I won. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the good news. I always do that. I call things correctly after the fact. Yeah. What, was, what was the final score? It was, uh, I think it made 100, well, in the opening weekend, I, I want to say it was like 141 or 142 or something like that. Mm. And then last weekend, it made 49.1. These are the final tallies. 49.1. Uh, not much ahead of Tangle, which was a very strong second place with $49 million. Uh, and then the other new releases, Love and Other Drugs, was in sixth place with 9.7. And then Tanking Very Hard was faster with The Rock wow. in seventh place with $8.5 so, And they just uh, canned the, uh, the boss over there at CBS Films. What, they really? what we've learned from this is that Anne Hathaway's boobs are better than The Rock. <laughs> well, and also that Burlesque continues to do better to perform more than, you know, faster. I wonder if CBS Films is going to continue very, for very much longer. Well, they have the mechanic in January, and if right. that tanks, then, I mean, it's, come on. Well, they have Beastly. They're going to at least get to their Twilight movie. Right. The, the mechanic can't tank because Jason Statham's in it. But all Everyone movies, loves Jason Statham. His movies, though, <laughs> open up in, like, sixth place over here. And, yeah. like, they, they, they do well enough that they he seems to keep working. I mean, he has a lot of stuff that goes kind of, like, direct-to-video. Is he not the most bankable action star now if The Rock's tanked? Who who opens an action movie these days? Well, I mean, I think uh, Sam Worthington does, but not by anything that he's doing. Yeah, you're you not know, seeing like, a Sam Worthington movie, are right, you? Right. But you're seeing a Jason Statham movie. Yeah, yeah. I will go see a Jason Statham movie. I, I mean, I, I'm actually looking forward to The Mechanic. Yeah, you know, Anything mm-hmm. that's like a remake of a Bronson movie has already got a few points there. Yeah, especially Bronson. That was an awesome movie. Yeah. That was a remake. I didn't know he went to prison and shaved his head (laughs) and was from London. (laughs) Well, so, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it in in regards to the box office. I mean, Harry Potter continues to dominate. Um, It was a huge huge drop-off, but, you know, I guess that's to be I mean, when you make uh, 140-odd million, yeah. I mean, it's still 49.1 is is pretty good. I mean, do you guys think, uh, and we can get back to this at the end of the podcast, but... 
Which movie do you think will hold up better this weekend, Tangled, Tangled. or Harry Potter? I think Tangled. Tangled might even inch ahead to number one. Yeah. Because it's a, you know, Harry Potter, uh, is it PG-13? It's skewing older, so, that movie. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to, the families that want to take their kids who used to go to Harry Potter movies, they can't now. Yeah, I mean, know, now so. that the kids, now that their sacks dropped, they can go on their own. <laughs> <laughs> They've grown up with these movies. Now I don't have to wow. drag their ass to go see Chamber of Secrets at all. Chris Tilly looks confused by that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think well, see, when, when a boy hits a certain age, their testes descend. And... By the way, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if the phrase is their sacks drop. The sack is always there. <laughs> it's the balls but that drop kind of into just, it. Wow. Right. Well, you know, it just sounds just better semantics. when you say sack. Yeah. Can we change yeah. the subject? Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I think. Is that I cool? Think, I think we should. Actually. But you didn't tell you this is a uh, stack sack talk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into the news of the week. Um, some big stuff breaking. What's yeah, well, there's a lot, a lot of, you know, the Batman stuff is really coming in now yeah. in trips and drabs. Uh, every couple of days there's something. Uh, most of it is, uh, thankfully, <laughs> kind of uh, legit because Chris Nolan is out there doing press for the Inception, Inception Blu-ray. Yeah. And uh, now that the movie's going to start filming in May, um, you know, he's getting a little more, you know, forthright about, like, what's kind of what is going going on with the project he's confirmed that tom hardy is in it and bale has done that as well the news is that uh this is probably going to be his last batman movie he's saying as much and which isn't in really a surprise by the well, way isn't I a think, surprise, yeah. but i think you know the fanboys out there were hoping oh maybe it's just a ploy blah 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 we'll see we'll see how the third one does which i'm sure it's going to do wonderful mm-hmm. but um the other news is that uh, he shot down the the rumors that the Joker would be digitally resurrected, that Ledger would be, you know, basically used in some small way in the film. He shot that down. He also, and Aaron Eckhart himself, revealed this in an interview, Two Faces or Harvey Dent, they're not going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know? well, that's, again, not a surprise, I don't think. I mean, so, a lot of people seem to not accept the fact that Two Face died at the yeah. end of the second one. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, we, we did a number of stories, and people were just like, they reminded me of Red Sox fans before they started winning World Series again. Like, this could be the year, you know, and all that sort of... Like, they just were hell-bent on believing that it was possible. And no. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the the Joker story, a rumor, I guess, about being being kind of digitally resurrected in the film. That just doesn't seem like Nolan's style anyways. Like, right. you know? Yeah. And also, he's got so much kind of respect for Ledger and the family. And also, another thing that was shot down is they're not filming in New Orleans. I mean, they, not that New Orleans would ever have played a role necessarily in the movie, but, you know, Louisiana has a big tax incentive. Um, <laughs> they have a big tax incentive package uh and that you know warner brothers has filmed a few of their comic book movies there already like jonah hex and green lantern so mm-hmm. they did sound like there was something to it but no they're not going to film there actually most of it's going to probably film in the uk so guess who's probably going to get to do the set visit for that one mm-hmm. Mr. Well, no, let's get one of you guys over <laughs> I would love to, I'm except not I, I gotta I gotta fight with this guy for any cool drifts. <laughs> Eric yes, say sir. now that Jim's gonna do the Batman set visit. Come on. I, I can't I can't confirm nor deny that Jim <laughs> will be doing the Batman set visit. Um, so basically Nolan's just confirmed a bunch of things that yeah, we all yeah, kind of Yeah, I yeah, mean he's exactly. he's pretty much like uh quelled some of the, the fanboy frenzies about things and and um it's nice to not have to rip, you know kind of talk about every BS 
rumor about the film. It's nice to start having some hard facts about it. Is Cher still playing Catwoman? <laughs> God can only help. Well, with burlesque doing well, exactly, who yeah, knows? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> he also uh, said in, in, in an interview, interview that I read that he's finishing up the script right now with his brother. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're not even done the with the script The script's going to be in by January. I mean, they, they're going to... With all the clot that he's got now post-inception, he can pretty much do whatever he wants. And, Eric, I know it's it's a punchline to you, but um, I do agree with you that uh, I am going to will Hugo Strange <laughs> yeah. into existence. I want him in this movie. And I yeah. think, like, it would... I read that graphic novel, Prey, that the rumor mill says is going to be, you know, kind of a, a rough structural basis for the third film, which is basically set in kind of a year one era of Batman's career. And he's an outlaw wanted by the police. And basically, Gordon is put in charge by the mayor of a task force to finally figure out who Batman is and arrest him. And the... Uh, one of the people on the task force is Hugo Strange, who is this psychiatrist and kind of um, uh, turns out to be a very twisted character in his own mm-hmm. right. And he essentially takes this cop who hates all these vigilantes now that are cropping up because Catwoman is cropping up and all that and uh, mind jobs him into becoming a vigilante himself just so he can draw out Batman. Mm-hmm. And that would... Like the more I, as I'm reading that, I'm like, yeah, I could see Tom Hardy playing that guy. Because so I don't think he cast somebody like Tom Hardy and not take advantage of the fact that you know he's built like a brick shit house and mm. handled the action stuff so well in Inception. You know, so I, you could almost because like the the character in the comic was this guy Night Scourge, which I never heard of until I read this comic. But you could almost take the gist of that and put in like a more fan fave character like Deadshot or somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're interesting. You're just not going to not say if Deadshot I, in a I, podcast. If yeah. I if I turn out if it turns out it's like Mad Hatter, I'm going to just cry. <laughs> well, that again, I don't think that fits into Nolan's kind of Batman universe that he set up, but I mean, yeah, I always joke around uh, about the Hugo Strange thing, but there's some, some truth to that, that that is a character that could very easily slip into the world that, yeah. that he set up. What do you think, uh, Crystal? I agree. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I like. Short, I what's brief, and happen, affirmative. I think what's going to happen is, you know, three will go on with whatever story, you know, it does. And then four is going to be ripe for Brett Ratner to come in and do his Riddler storyline. <laughs> That's that exactly. To do. That's living the dream. Yep. It is. Well, Let's get Robin Williams as the Riddler. Exactly. Oh my God. Actually, Robin Williams might not be bad for somebody like Hugo Strange, <laughs> just because he worked with he worked with Nolan on Insomnia and he played this kind of creepy, yeah, you know. But I, I think I think you. I was looking at a picture of Jackie Earl Haley the other day, and he looks like the character. He's bald, <laughs> just gazing at it. Just no. I was actually looking up something for a human target. Yeah. Well, I, wrote, I wrote that story a, little, a while back on the site about Robin Williams, where he 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 lost two Batman movies. Yeah. He was he was cast as uh, the Joker and then lost it to Jack Nicholson and then he was cast as Riddler and then lost it to Jim Carrey. So he's desperate to be in a Nolan Batman wow. movie. Well, uh, and in case you guys didn't catch it, we uh, we ran a feature on um, IGN Movies a couple days ago about kind of where uh, where we can see the Batman franchise going uh, post Christopher Nolan. Um, and uh, ask you guys to kind of chime in. So if you have a second, go check that feature out. Uh, would love to get your feedback on it in the comments there or via email. But my take, uh, what I wanted to see was, uh, and Chris, we've talked about this too, is I would love to see a new trilogy 
that covers uh, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Set the movie, sure. set the movie way in the future now. Well, not way, but you know, we're talking a middle aged, like fifty five year old Batman now who comes out of retirement, and you know, everybody always talks about Zack Snyder. Uh, Doing that, but since he's uh, Snyder, excuse me, I always, I always, Snyder's yeah, the guy from One Day Zach at a Time. Snyder, who sorry. had his cigarettes yeah. curled up in his T-shirt. I don't know why I can't do that. Zach Snyder doing it, but um, obviously he's doing Superman now. So uh, who would you like to see do it? Eric? Duncan Jones. That's what I, I, mean, I think. We, might, we might be catching up with him later today, so we should we should <laughs> put that pick, to him. I'm gonna he's a, he's a cool dude. I I know that you know him, Chris, and, yeah. and uh, um, I got to meet him again for uh, this source code edit bay visit I did recently, and. Um, you know, for a guy who's the son of a of a rock star, uh, he's incredibly humble and and approachable, and, and he's he's really just carved out this whole kind of career and identity for himself, independent. And you know, he never advertises the fact that his dad's David Bowie. Well, I I, I knew him for a year before I found out about the. Yeah. The father connection. Yeah. Which I think is good because, you know, it's yeah, funny how people really change knows. when they meet him and they realize that. And yeah. That's all they want to talk about. If um, if you guys don't know who, um, who Duncan Jones is, um, he's he's the director. Davy Jones' son. <laughs> <laughs> he's the director of uh, Moon and is directing Source Code. Source Code, yeah. yeah. And that's yet to come out. But, yeah, uh, comes out. Actually, there's a little bit. Of, it got a, pushed up to April 1st release date here in the States. So. And... Um, Real quick, here's what I was saying. Do you ever want a movie released on April 1st, by the way? I know, right? <laughs> They're going to release um, uh, Isn't it that movie Hop, the Russell Brand cartoon, uh, Bunny movie? Oh, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I was saying also in, in my little piece about Dark Knight Returns, um, with Snyder doing a Superman movie now, if he kind of... If the seed's planted now, he can almost get that character ready for what would ultimately be, say, the third film in that in the Dark Right, Returns trilogy, which is Superman and Batman kind of sh- their like showdown. You, I you feel know? like you're getting slightly ahead of yourself here. <laughs> no, I'm you just playing part six already. First of all, <laughs> you sound like you're from London. Oh, no. Second, no, really, really, <laughs> seriously. Second, I'm just saying, if I ran the movie world, yeah. this is what I would do. Cool. You know, if I ran the movie world. Well, uh, speaking of Snyder and Superman, there was a, a, a rumor that I think it was from last week that we reported on that. Um, Matthew Good uh, from mm. Watchmen might be up for the role of Superman, um, and that in this kind of post-Avatar stage, that they might digitally render Superman, meaning, you know, kind of like with Doctor Manhattan, where you make this kind of larger-than-life character, and that way the character kind of never really ages or anything like that. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of? You never have to get a new actor to play. Yeah, basically guess, like right? a motion capture I, Superman. I, right? f- I feel like we're not ready, having seen right. having seen Tron. Yeah, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, mm. young Jeff Bridges looks like he's made of wax. Yeah, that's uh, that's the weakest part of that whole yeah. movie. Is that uh, yeah, he's got the it's like Beowulf. He's got the dead eyes mm-hmm. and. Um, there were certain angles, and these are the ones that they use in the trailer where you buy it. But the the head and neck, as you watch the movie, it doesn't really match because they are literally pasting it onto another guy's body. I think if they had just had Jeff Bridges in the suit and just you know shaved a few pounds off him digitally and mm. de-aged him that way, but I think it was the stretching the face to fit somebody else's body just didn't really. It was the worst. Um example of facial replacement in a movie ever was um that movie blue crush 
um, with surfing movie, yeah, the yeah. girls, Zeta Jones, um, oh, no, and, no, no, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, yeah, yeah. Um, was the lead, and and they actually had a dude doing much of her surfing in the movie. Oh, I didn't and know so that. if you watch <laughs> oh, digitally, no. um, her and her face is horribly, horribly put on there. It was actually a pretty fun movie, but like I'm confused because I masturbated to that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was Vigorously. a guy. <laughs> Not in the whole. She movie. doesn't really have a rack though, does she? She's kind of she's no, pretty flat. but. Next, so you can get a guy with moves to do that. Next, you'll tell me that the girl dancing in Flashdance was a dude. No, that's, that's not true. <laughs> that was Kevin that's Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. That's how we got the role in front of I, I would say that the worst uh, job of uh, digital Facebook placement ever was... Uh, Bruce Lee's last movie. Did you ever see Game oh, of Death? Right, right. <laughs> where they literally, there's one scene where he looks at himself in the. It, so they had some scenes with Bruce, and then he died in the middle of it. So they finished the movie with another with another guy, and they just would have him wear sunglasses, yeah. or they just shot the back of his head. His head, and there was a scene where this different actor playing Bruce Lee is looking into a mirror and a reflection of himself, and they took a photo of Bruce Lee, cut his head out, and put it over, <laughs> and it's a total, like, like Photoshop of him. It's awesome. You've got to check it well, out. I feel like we're almost kind of going backwards with this stuff. When you look back at The Crow or Gladiator, where, you know, uh, Brandon Lee and, and Oliver Reed, respectively, were, were kind of replaced... Um, that stuff was pretty seamless and, and really well done. And now you look at this stuff and you're like, what the hell? It doesn't, it seems like we've actually gone backwards it's instead of forwards. It's the infatuation with, with digital. Yeah. And- I mean, to take us back to the initial point, can't we just cast an actor as Superman? Yeah. yeah. Like exactly. Sharif? Like that, that worked out okay. <laughs> I just hate the, I hate the idea of Superman being a digital character. You can you can do him digitally in the scenes that you need that for, you yeah. know, and, and it's work with the face and stuff. We've seen plenty of stuff where you take an actor and, and manipulate the body digitally, but have an actor do it. Mm. Don't, don't put it all on the computer. It's going to end up looking like Matrix Reloaded well, it, it fight would, scene. It would, yeah. it would only work for Superman. The minute you get to Clark Kent, well, it's going to be that jarring. Was my, that was going to be my question. So would that mean they would do Clark Kent digitally also? I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming they'd have to. Well, then they've to, got but, to do everyone else digitally, yeah. haven't they? Like it's, wow. Yeah. It's, so I wonder who could be the alien. Maybe it's the guy that looks like a computer program. Maybe that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back to Tron, though. Like I think if everybody else in the computer grid world... Uh, looked like the Jeff Bridges character, basically looked animated, you wouldn't have bothered me. But it's the fact that he's the only one and everybody else with the exception of, of uh, you know, Kevin Flynn and, and Sam Flynn are supposed to be programs. It's It just – you kept drawing your eye to it and everything. Did it Otherwise, you- I, well, I enjoyed the movie a lot. But, yeah, those moments did kind of pull me out of it a little bit. It reminded me of the – you know, the hand behind the camera sort of thing. But overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael yeah. Sheen pulled me out of the movie a little bit as well. Ah, uh, see, no, I liked him. His kind of over-the-top way, but yeah, I guess. It was just inconsistent. Like, why is there only one person in this universe that's this camp character from... We felt like he was from another movie. Like, yeah, everyone's was... consistently... Well, to you bring know, it full circle to Duncan Jones and his dad, it was a Ziggy Stardust kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and also, though, like... Um, uh, he almost seemed kind of like a Batman villain 
in a way. Like he had this sort of like the way he would twirl the cane. Now you're a... desperate to make segues, buddy. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Maybe it's all just. You're like, I need to tie it all together. That's right. <laughs> Michael Sheen is, is Hugo Strange. <laughs> um, we did get, uh, just to stay on the, the Superman tip for just a quick second, we uh, did get a piece of reader email about um, from a guy. I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately, but I do remember the gist of the email, which was he just wanted to, he said, you know, I've he, he's kind of new to the podcast. He's been listening. So the past few times he's heard us talk about Superman news or whatever, we discuss the news and move on. He actually wanted to just hear us talk about what we think about the project. What, what, what do we feel about Zack Snyder doing Superman? I, I like it. I mean, I I hope that he takes this sort of same um, intensity and 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 care for detail that he did in Watchmen and applies it to Superman. I know everybody doesn't love Watchmen as much as I do, but um, I, I think there was a lot of respect for the property in that movie. And I think if he can take that same care and apply it to Superman, then he's going to make fans of Superman very happy. I think uh, I don't know enough really about what his approach is going to be to to necessarily have an opinion on it, except that um, I know that Nolan basically has now kind of handed it off in a way. It's not like he's not on it. He's just Mm – he was always meant to be sort of the godfather, and while now he's shepherded the the script through development and everything and is going to go off and do Batman, I think as long as the story that he's cooked up with Goyer is is solid and interesting and gives us – a Superman movie that we haven't quite seen yet and doesn't necessarily, you know, harken back to just the Reeve stuff again. Right. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think he's definitely, it'll be the most viscerally um, innovative of the Superman films. But I don't, until I know like who the villain is or what the the gist of the plot is, I, I I don't know. I I don't really have an opinion one way or another. You know what I just just realized the other day when Superman 4 was on TV? (laughs) Bring back Nuclear Man? Is that Lex Luthor is in every single Superman movie? He's not in 3. He's not in 3. Richard Pryor's in 3. And And Robert Vaughn. Yeah, it's Robert Vaughn. Oh, oh, oh. The Helsinki formula. So five, five... of six is that is that correct? well? Lex yeah. Luthor was four in was in Superman Returns, but different right. actor. Yeah, you know what the funniest thing about Superman Four is that um, you know you go from Lex Luthor going through these big elaborate you know schemes to steal a nuclear missile and and then like getting caught up with the the Phantom Zone villains. Then in, in, in Superman Four, um, he just goes in with John Cryer, cracks glass in a museum with a wrench and steals. By cutting it with pliers, even though it's Superman's hair, he cuts a strand of Superman's hair, which makes you think, if you can cut Superman's hair with a pair of pliers, can't you just grab him by the nose and hurt him that way? <laughs> like, I don't understand. And, and like, what kind of friggin' cheap-ass museum is it that gets a strand of Superman's hair to hold up, like, a, this weighted ball and just puts it behind, like, cheap glass? Like, there are wedding rings better protected I, than I feel things. like you've overthought this, Chip. <laughs> I have not. That was my initial reaction. It all surged in my head when I saw that scene, and I'm like, this is bull. <laughs> this is just truly How camp bull. is nuclear, man? Like, yeah, he's awesome. Wow. wow. At least he finally fought, though, like a super-powered character after, yeah. you know, after... Yeah, after, yeah, after you know, was kind of super-powered, Superman 3 is actually get some moments to it. I love yeah. Superman 3, I, I but it's, it's kind of the, fun the, It's very group. frightening when she turns into the robot. That scarred <laughs> me when I was a kid. Well, I, I like, I, like um, I love Superman 1 and 2, quite like 3. I like the Brian Singer Superman, but I thought what they all lacked was owls. 
Uh, and no. I feel like maybe Zack Snyder could bring owls to the... Uh, oh, I see, no, I thought that was a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, You opened the door to that one. Though. It's a Zack Snyder thing. More yeah. owls in the Superman. I will say that um, my my only concern about the, the Superman project, because I, I agree, I think Zack will bring a very visceral you know, sensibility to Superman. I mean, it was the part he was born to play, right? But I just don't see him... Uh, the pairing of, of Zach and Christopher Nolan, that's you know, to, to me, me smacks of being a studio thing. And yeah, not, I, I don't see Nolan and unless Nolan wants somebody that he feels like he can dominate. I mean, it, I've joked before that you have the most articulate filmmaker working today paired with the least articulate yeah. filmmaker around and that's uh, i'm not trying to i smack think it's totally so. unfair actually. no I, I snyder can't string a sentence together and explain to anybody any have you ever done an interview with this he's, <laughs> it's painful he's he's very he's he's probably a guy that can paint a picture and show you and that does more than all the talking can but to listen to this guy talk you would never think that you know this jock would basically be yeah. such an artist. Mm. But, I mean, I think, uh, you know, being articulate goes beyond, you know, how you talk PR-wise. You know, like, if if you can't talk to somebody in a press line, that's a lot different than saying somebody's not articulate. But he can't even tell you what the story is about. Like, you remember all film. those Watchmen things? Like, it took him forever to just try and tell you the gist of anything. <laughs> but it's hard to them. explain are Watchmen. We, in I a... mean, are we judging somebody based on, like, how they interview? Or are we judging them on, like, how they put something on the screen and i think on screen he's very articulate with what he wants to do yeah and 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 that's good i just wonder like the question was when you pair these two filmmakers together how are they going to work and i I just you know to me it just smells like this is a warner brothers thing of trying to keep you know the two you know hot genre filmmakers kind of in their camp well it's funny because i've actually um I've got a tape here. Let me play real quick a recording. Chris Carl actually talking about Zack Snyder. Yeah, that's great. I was talking about Zack Snyder, though. Hey, guys, this is Chris Carl, and I love Zack Snyder so much. Can't wait for him to direct The Flash. Uh, so there you have it, dude. <laughs> he, he really, uh, really is interested. In... That sounds like a doctor. Do you, keep, tape. do you keep that tape on you all the time? Yeah. I have a recorder on me all the time. Yeah, yeah he's wired right now. I mean, I guess we'll see next summer with, with, with um, X Men, where we've got Brian Singer and Matthew Vaughn working together with Brian right. Singer overseeing, and these these are two. Um, that's another. It's, it's a similar situation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. is that more the case of Brian Singer losing the job because Warner Brothers wouldn't let him out of the the thing to go do Jack the Giant Killer? I mean that's is that, is that right? Yeah, I think that's it's more like he because he was signed to direct it, and he was intending on directing, and then Warner Brothers play, basically played hard to get, and and you know he had signed that contract first, here's so a, that's why they scrambled to you know thank a, God Vaughn was available. Here's a question for you uh, on the X Men First Class uh, uh, discussion. So if that film does well. Um, and obviously the plan would be this is kind of relaunching the franchise. So say we get a sequel. Do you think Singer would want to jump in at that point to direct the follow-up? Or do you think he would let uh, Vaughn continue doing what, you know, since he had the initial success, let him continue shepherding it, you know? I don't, I don't know that it's his – would be his total decision in that, you know. Like if, if that's a, a, a relationship that produces gold, I think – Fox yeah. will have something to say about keeping it the way it is. I don't yeah. know if I'd see Vaughn wanting to do a sequel to it necessarily. I mean, 
Um, did he just do the movie because you know Kickass didn't do as well domestically at that time? It ended up kind of breaking, you know, doing okay in the long run. But mm. what do you think, Chris? Do I feel like I'm kind of screwed here, where I can't answer this question. Well, no, no, no. I, I, sp- know. I spoke to Matthew right, about what his plans are. For right. It. So don't talk about that. I mean, yeah. Because you're under. He, uh, Chris, I'm under embargo. I went on the set bargo. last week. Yeah. It looks awesome, by the way. Yeah, good. I will say that. But I mean, just to, and you know, from your own just personal opinion yeah. of answering what you know, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, they're so different too that I would, uh, you know, I, what what we're seeing like uh, photo wise, like leaked photos and this and that, and what we've seen of Matthew Vaughn's I, direction of action and stuff. I, I would like, love to see him continue. I it. feel like Singer mm-hmm. said what he wants to say in the X Men universe. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like he's quite happy passing over the reins, and he's come up with a great concept for this one. Which I told you about, but yeah. I can't say here. <laughs> yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll maybe, hopefully maybe run it soon. He'd end up continuing sort of like a, a, a Nolan Godfather role, like in the Superman franchise, to X Men. I mean, he does have a certain um, cachet there, and also, I mean, it depends on how Jack the Giant Killer does. If that movie flops, he might need or want to do an X Men movie yeah. just to stay viable. You know, He's maybe a- maybe he'll go do Kickass too. Yeah, that'd be funny. He's not a producer on the Wolverine, right? No, no. Okay. no I, but Gail Ann Hurd is, I believe. What do you guys think is no. the likelihood? She's not Gail Ann Hurd. No, Laura Shula. Oh, Laura Shula. Yeah. I yeah. knew the other three names. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think is the likelihood of actually ever seeing Kickass Two on the screen? I don't think Slumped it's going to happen. None yeah. just Again, Chris Slumped can't talk to it because he's under. Be- embargo, can I? But... Can I not? Oh, actually, no, you can. Yeah, that, that discussion that piece is not. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you guys know I know Mark Miller quite well, and he's determined it's happening next year. Matthew isn't quite. <laughs> so, Matthew isn't quite so sure. Mark it's, talks a good game. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's K- a nice K- way of putting it. Kickass <laughs> Kick Two is Mark uh, Mark Miller's Hugo Strange. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to wheel it into existence. Mark Miller. I mean, <laughs> I, no, I know you're friendly <laughs> with him, but man, that guy tells some tales. Uh, he I does. Just, I don't know. He does. You, you can't knock him for his. Uh, Enthusiasm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, M- Matthew definitely feels like uh, he told the story he wants to tell in Kickass, and he was kind of saying, "I would have to be a better. We'd have to go one better." And as yet, he's not seen the idea for that. And he was saying maybe revisit it in a few years' time when Hit Girl's much older, maybe when she's at college or something. Yeah. Rather than you know, a Kickass Two's out right now, the comic and its direct continuation, like a year later with Hit Girl, but. Matthew was saying maybe a bit further down that the line. That would be interesting, yeah. What what happens to Hit Girl later in life when, okay, from childhood you've got all these lethal skills. Yeah. What happens when you grow up and you just try to go out there and lead a normal life? Yeah, but- well, 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 Mark, where he's going with the with the character is he was, he was pitching it to me like it's history of violence. But from oh, a little girl's point of view, oh, where someone who's done these terrible things but is trying to lead a normal life. and oh, That'd be cool. Comes yeah. back to haunt her. She of. likes Justin Bieber and <laughs> the hills and stuff, and then she'll just suddenly switch. <laughs> I, I have, an, I have another question. As long as she kills that's, Bieber, that's, you know. That this, this reminded me of, and, um, uh, you know, the little girl in, in, in uh, Kill Bill. Um, mm, the, yeah, the bride kills her mother. Oh, um, right, and her fox, and even says, you know, in a few years you'll be doing coming after yeah, me. Yeah, you know, at the time Tarantino was all about saying, yes, I want to do this movie where the little girl comes and seeks revenge on the bride. Um, do you think that'll happen? No. Well, if you if you actually look at. Uh, that almost everyone's doing stuff now. Almost every one of Quentin's films, he said he's going to do a sequel or right. a prequel to, and he's never done it. 
He, you know, he's, he said it with Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction and um, oh, yeah, the Vega, the Vega Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's actually never gone back, and he said it with Inglorious Bastards as well. But he's never gone back. But I think this one he was going to kill Mussolini this time. <laughs> in a different way. He wants to do a sequel. He said he was talking about a sequel to Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, or a prequel. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Because because um, getting to know the bastards the bastards a bit better because mm. I guess we saw that film and everyone was like oh hold on it's not really about them it's about yeah, yeah. this woman's story but um, I think he will come back and do that one day I, I really think do. that would be That'd amazing be interesting. Yeah. especially like if he it, I mean I think we're coming up um, you know like probably what five years until that would be relevant in real time. Um, so, so it would be called Kill Beatrix? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It could be 10, 15 years waiting until oh. she, she's the, kind of this, this, the same age as um, Uma Thurman. Right. It'd be easy to kill her at that point. She'd, just, she'd be uh, in a nursing home. <laughs> I really hope that in switch 15 up, years... She, uh, I think she'd only switch be up like her 50. <laughs> hey, look at Helen Mirren in red, man. She kicks uh, ass. She was, she, I saw her in The Tempest the other night. It's not... Not a particularly good movie. I don't know how much I can actually say, but it's it's. Um, but it was interesting to see Helen Mirren. Um, you know, like the character is supposed to be like somebody with mortality is pressing on their mind, and they're basically trying to get their house in order and get their revenge before they shuffle off this mortal coil. I might be mixing up my my Shakespearean <laughs> stuff there, but um, uh, it's tough to buy because she looks so good. She's like sixty seven, and. It's like no, she looks like she could still kick people's ass, and she's swinging the, the the wand around and everything in the movie. And you know, it's like I was talking to just to bring things back to Batman. I was talking to Phil Perello, our stars editor, the other day. We're both huge Batman nerds, and um, she would be great for the character of Leslie Tompkins. You remember that character in the comics? She was the one who ran the clinic. She was like the older lady. Who ran a inner city clinic and yeah, and, vaguely. and and when Bruce Wayne was a little boy and she runs it in in Crime Alley where right. you know where his parents were killed yeah. and all that and and like that'd be a great kind of human element because he's Bruce Wayne surrounded by all these like parental or mentor type figures in the movies like Lucius and Alfred and even Gordon in a way right. you know that would bring in an interesting kind of female perspective. Hmm. No answer to that. Nobody well, knows who the actually, hell she is. I actually <laughs> think that um, he needs to not have a mother figure because he makes every girlfriend his mother figure to get You think Rachel is a mother, mother figure? I don't, I don't get that. I, I think I think he is always seeking a, a, a sort of like a maternal presence in his life. And, yeah, and Catwoman's going to be really strange. <laughs> yeah, poor Cher. <laughs> <laughs> well, she would work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grandmother. So, uh, so what else do we got on the uh, the news? Well, feed we got. Uh, I don't know if anything's going to be as funny as all that stuff, but uh, <laughs> the the report today is that Pirates Five and Six. Uh, We'll probably film soon and film back to back. What do you guys think about the continuing adventures of Jack Sparrow? It's so crazy to me that they greenlit five and six without four. I even. don't know if they've been greenlit, but oh, okay. the, the, I, the, you know the the chat the crew apparently reportedly is being told, you know, don't book anything around this time because we might be doing the two of them back to back. Yeah, it's printing money. You know, there's no there's no other explanation for it other than does it cheapen Johnny Depp's standing though as this you know who cares one of the best actors? <laughs> like, I think his fans do, and I think you know uh, I don't think he does. I think at this point he feels like he is like um, su- super tied to that character and feels like a responsibility to deliver that to um, his does fans. He, does he feel a responsibility, or is it just a massive paycheck? And that. 
Yeah. I don't know. It might be a responsibility because he he. Um, I know they were filming uh, in England recently, and he went to a a school. Some little girl had written a letter, and you know the next day he just shows up at the school dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow, mm. and, all and the, like made all this the presses, kids do. All the press is there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he but, did it. He did. It, he's done it before, actually. He's done a similar stunt to that when he was shooting the previous films. Where he's but he's it's gone. it's kind of nice of him. It's the, nice. The thing is, though, I hope that you know he isn't going to end up like Clayton Moore showing up to open up a car dealership in yeah, his Lone Ranger. Yeah, he's not. Jack's bad. You know? I mean, he's I mean, when he's sixty-five, I don't want to see Johnny Depp out there at the mall going, you know, <laughs> hey, everybody, you know, welcome <laughs> to Best Boy. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> savvy. I really don't think. What's that accent? Welcome to Best Boy. Okay. I know. I, he's Australian. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. South African. <laughs> I sound like I'm from London. Oh, no, that's, three that's three times. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I will. Um, I will say this about you don't pirates. Sound like you're from London. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about uh, pirates real quick too, though. Um, uh, if you are a pirates fan and a pirates of the Caribbean fan and, and live in the Southern California area, um, check out my blog on um, my most recent blog post on my IGN. You um, actually post on the blog, and I do from time to time. Yeah, yeah um, did you? and I've got uh, I've got a post up there right now where you can actually, if you live in the LA area or Southern California area, you can actually win. A pair of tickets to a big event that Disney's doing at Disneyland, where they're going to screen the trailer for a select number of Pirates fans. The trailer to Pirates Four, uh, Pirates on Stranger Tides, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get to see the trailer before anybody else, before it premieres in the world, and then you and get... then you can get killed at Disney Town. There's been like two murders there this week. Sorry. Or, or you could go into the park for free and enjoy <laughs> enjoy your, your day at the park. So can I, uh, can I do the latter? <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we're giving away two pairs. So, cool. so can, check it out. Can mm. I win a pair? Well, you don't live in the LA area. Shush. Uh, one last Johnny Depp thing. He did also mention who he'd like to see playing the uh, play the Lone Ranger opposite him as Tonto, and the two names he threw out there uh, were Clooney and Pitt. Clooney or Pitt? Wow. Yeah. 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 Those are tough names to say. I would yeah, exactly. Like, well, I mean, Clooney, Clooney's been out there a while, isn't he? That everyone's been saying that Clooney yeah, should I mean, play I think, that role. You know, if you're going to have Johnny Depp as the sidekick, then you better have like a star of equal magnitude up yeah. there, like as his as his foil. Yeah. And I think Clooney would be interesting because he's you know he's got the the sense of humor and everything. Um, he's a little long in the tooth now, though, for it, but. Yeah, I could kind of see him as it. Uh, Brad Pitt, I think, would be interesting. Um, I always thought that Brad Pitt, um, it used to be that Johnny Depp was the poor man's Brad Pitt. Now it's kind of like Brad Pitt's kind of uh, Brad Pitt's kind of like the not the poor man's Johnny Depp, but he's like they they had sort of parallel careers where they would do these quirky kind of films. Like if you couldn't mm-hmm. get one, you get the other. Now just to see kind of Johnny Depp's. Star sort of almost surpassed Brad Pitt's in a way. You know? hmm. It's interesting. Are they going to – do you know the take on the character? Like are they going to do it a la the Green Hornet where Tonto's really the, the – There's been some The brains of, of the operation kind there, of thing. There's been some talk. I mean they're definitely going to poke fun at it. Another thing though that Depp said about it is that you know he doesn't want it to be – because he's part uh, Cherokee. He, he does want it to be a respectful um, a treatment of, of Native Americans because uh, – no, they've had you know even the old show. I mean, Jay Silverheels was for the longest time like they were really only real Indian 
on TV, they would always cast like Italian guys to right, play, right. like you know, to play Indians. I say, don't make that movie. I just don't care. <laughs> do you care? I, don't I, know. Care. I do. Not I do. Really? Yeah. I do. I was I grow well again uh, as you a kid. Chris, uh, growing up, Chris I was Carl, a, huge a, a, a patriot, a real American would embrace this Western icon it's just of cheesy. It's not cheesy. It's That's... no more cheesy than than you know any superhero. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I don't care about it at all. I want to see. I like. I would love to see real Western movies made more and yeah. be on the screen more. And I'm excited about Cowboys and Aliens, even though you know that yeah. maybe contradicts my former statement. I just Lone Ranger as a character has just never appealed to me. Like I like Zorro better than Lone Ranger. Yeah. Even it's a bit camp for me. Yeah. Oh, just not interested. Uh, I don't want to uh, see the Fringe. You know, there's too much fringe. <laughs> there's ways that you could do it. You could you know kind of make it a play on like a union. Uh, army outfit that, those were blue but i don't know that that recent character uh the comic book i think it was idw put it out they had some interesting kind of ideas and takes on it i mean I'll, I'll i'll withhold my judgment until i see it but um you know at, and and until and re- then re- it's gonna suck and a really big question mark for me also <laughs> is how over the top johnny depp is gonna play tonto yeah. because if he plays him over the top i'm just gonna barf all over well he doesn't he doesn't know how to not act over the top these days i feel yeah, yeah. an understated johnny depp performance I, I think the last imagine. one I saw was maybe Finding Neverland. No, I thought he was over the top in that. Yeah, the I thought he really. Has anybody seen the tourist yet? No. Uh, no, my guy, my guy saw it this week. I, don't, I didn't get feedback, but just the trailers. He's kind of. Has um, anybody ever seen the Ninth Gate? Yeah, the thing he did with Plansky. Yeah, yes. pretty silly. Frank Langella. Yeah, yeah. He's my um, kind of fella. Uh, On to another project that I'm sure uh, will get a rise out of you, Chris. Uh, Uwe Boll hmm. talking about. They're going to do In the Name of the King 2, which is, you know, uh, the first a one was... A Dungeon Siege story. A Dungeon yeah. Siege tale. Tale, yes. Yeah. yes. And so... Hell yeah. The, the gist of this one, Dolph Lundgren is going to start it as the son of Jason Statham, who somehow is in, like, contemporary uh, America, I guess, and, and uh, he's fighting ninjas... <laughs> <laughs> and, there's, and there's a time vortex. This is awesome. And he gets there's a time vortex. I mean, I've heard and he this gets all sent before. back to the kingdom. Uh, and it's like 50 years after the events of the first movie. So Statham and all those characters have died <laughs> off. But he's he turns out he's the son of Jason Statham's character. So he's a foot taller and has a full head of hair, unlike <sighs> his old man. This, this is just shot to number one in my most anticipated movie yeah. of the yes. next five years. Wow. I mean. <laughs> I want to see it based on, <laughs> based on your description. I mean, I come on, ninjas, time vortex. I don't think it's going to be any good, but I do want to see yeah. it. I, I had an amazing experience recently, which will be going up on the site in a couple of weeks. I, I went down to a gym with Dolph Lundgren and worked out and fought with him. Did you call him a pussy? <laughs> no, he called me a girl, though. He told me he said I punched like a girl, which you is true. That, you hear that a lot, <laughs> don't so, you? certainly comparatively. But yeah, I was holding bags while he was punching and kicking. And he was doing the same while I was interviewing him, which is quite a hard thing to do. Wow. Trying to think of my questions while I'm being punched by Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> but yeah, it was also it was for the Expendables, which comes out on DVD in the UK in a couple of weeks, and we're going to do some have a fun video with that. But yeah, it was genuinely intimidating because <laughs> he's like six five yeah he's a, huge he's a really nice guy. but he's also i was yeah. gonna say a really and, nice and super guy funny so Does, i guess doesn't he have like a doctorate too isn't he like a chemical engineer two. yeah yeah phd yeah. uh but super funny and really good at impressions as well <laughs> i think over the course of my interview he did he did uh he did sylvester stallone which he does a lot he did roger moore oh wow because we were talking about um 
Grace Jones, he dated Grace Jones when Grace Jones was in A View to a Kill. So he was on, he was on the set of that, and Roger Moore told him that he should be an actor. They met oh, at wow. Studio 54. Are they still together? Uh, are they, they, aren't they yeah. married, Grace Jones and Dolph Lundgren? No, they, they, they dated briefly back then, and I asked him, what's it like sleeping with Grace Jones? Holy shit. And really? he said, uh, yeah, he was kind of down for any, uh, talking about anything. Oh, and he wow. said, when, when, I, when I met her, I was innocent, uh, but afterwards I was not. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, he does a good Marlon Brando as well. Wow. Which really? I was not expecting. Did you ever see that video of him? He's he's at some sort of like um, it's, a, event show. It's or the a Eurovision show. Song Contest. Right. Eurovi- he he and, hosted it in uh, Sweden. And, and he's in the tux singing uh, Elvis's uh, Little Less Conversation. Dancing. Oh, awesome. He sings, he dances, and he drums. Oh, my God. I used to watch the Eurovision Song Contest was a, when I was a kid. I, I grew up partially on and off in, in Ireland. So it was back in the day with Top of the Pops and everything. And you would just all, like... Cried around this little yeah. black and white TV and watch Eurovision. Wow. And it was like I'll a huge the time deal. over there. I know, yeah. dude. Yeah, you guys was, make fun uh, of my yeah. age. <laughs> well, you're man. still older than me. He's Rip Van Winkle. Over I, here. I, I've just I, I've Benjamin lived a Bob. life. Exactly. Um, but to keep it on the video game movie news tip, um, Uncharted. Okay. Oh boy. Mark uh. Wahlberg is confirmed to be up for. Uh, he's going to play Nathan Drake. Dun, 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 he's dun, also dun. confirmed uh, De Niro and Pesci are probably going to be in the movie. Dun, and David dun, o- dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it gets better. Hold on. David <laughs> O. Russell did an interview with the LA Times this week, and he's playing up the idea that the movie is going to be about family. So, which to me sounds a lot like the National Treasure movies, particularly the sequel. Um, so here's a good idea. And the Don't mummy call films. it Uncharted if you're going to make the movie not like Uncharted. The video game. You're going to isolate. You're not isolate. You're going to. You're going to alienate. Alienate. Yeah. Thank you. You're going to alienate your fan base. You know. But, but and it's already started. If you go to the article and read the comments on IGN. Oh, it was it was I a, just a passionate email from a reader this morning that said, "Please, IGN, take up mm-hmm. the mantle and stop this movie from being made this way." And it's like, or God, I well, will you take know, a first, hostage. First off, dude, we don't have that kind of power. Um, Speak for yourself. We, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Well, I mean, I'm going to call Marky Mark when we get out of this podcast. <laughs> I guess, I guess, from a certain perspective, fans do have a voice, and I would say, if you're really, really unhappy with the way this is going, keep commenting on it. You know, keep yeah. saying things in public. I don't think forums. it's going to make a damn bit of difference. It, it might not, but you know, uh, uh, you know, people who make movies do read that stuff, and and if there's a a, a groundswell of negativity towards a concept, it has changed things in the past. But you know, I, I don't know if. How important is that fan base ultimately to the commercial success of that movie? It has to appeal to people beyond just them. I mean, you know, Resident Evil it seems to piss off fans and it, they still go to see it. I mean, don't they have to really stop worrying about whether or not Prince of Persia? Prince of I mean, Prince of Persia is though is the example against what you're saying. But right? it, but Prince of Persia is probably like Uncharted, where you had a guy kind of cast that was perhaps miscast for that role, but Prince of Persia also is, I mean, even uh, among gamers, I mean, it didn't, we never seemed to get that much traction with our readers. I That's mean, what it, I'm saying. It did. Like right, right. But the, I don't know. Do they really care about the game else. as much as we yes. think? I mean, it was an older game. Yes. You mean Uncharted or Prince of Persia? Prince, Prince of Persia. Persia. There have been iterations of Prince of Persia for the last, you know, 20 years and, and you know, one released like yeah, you know, a couple years ago. So it's like it is a beloved franchise and Uncharted is an even more beloved franchise in terms of like current, you know, generation of people who are playing video games. So, 
you know, I, I think what you need is you need that fan base to be excited about your movie and then advocate it out to everybody else. But they don't else. know so much except that, that they, base, you know, they're just pissed that Nathan Fillion isn't playing the guy. And it's like Nathan Fillion would never have gotten that job. I think that's just a different, I think that's a different section. I think people now are reacting to the fact that it's going to be a family movie. It's going to suck because of that, because you know, really what Uncharted is, is a, like a more adult take on Indiana Jones, you know? So, but you those were kind of like family that. movies. I mean, fa- Indy ended up having his dad, his his ex, his son. Everybody ended up in that movie. I mean, granted, the last one was probably not the best example Jeez, to cite. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, even, you know, the Mummy films, they all ended up about family, National Treasure. They all ended up about I mean, it's, Indiana just, Jones did not start that way. It started it as a kick-ass action movie with a guy who was maybe a little bit morally dubious, you know? So, right, right. Um, and that's kind of where Uncharted is. You how know? how it's edgy basically, is Uncharted in terms of the character's kind of moral sensibilities? You know, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily R-rated, but it, the guy is not He's a know, cat. 100% likable. He's yeah. a cat. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, you don't want to lose that element of a character. And I also think that Wahlberg, because Max Payne was so atrocious... I mean, there's that already that built-in like, oh crap, not again, quality to right. his casting. Yeah, and I just I, mean, I don't think moviegoers love love Mark Wahlberg. No, you know, I think yeah. he's a, I think he's not a guy who is. He's not happening. Yeah. See what hey. I've done there. I like that. I did. I did like that he came out and said, yeah. "Fuck a bunch of trees." Yeah. <laughs> he, he like came out against the happening big time yeah. recently. I, I, that's I, funny. I did like though that he's like, "Look, you can't knock me for doing it uh, because I decided to play something other than a cop or a criminal." Yeah, yeah. and he was yeah. very believable as a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. A failed teacher. He, he's teach me. He's teached me things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it like I said. Yeah, leave it. Yeah. Leave it. Clearly he has. Um, let's see. Other news uh, we have. Uh, oh, we lost a couple of uh, couple of uh, people, probably near and dear to our generations. Uh, Irvin Kirshner, director of Empire Strikes Back, passed away. As did Leslie Nielsen. Mm. Um, thoughts, memories. Well, I mean, jokes. I think, I think Leslie Nielsen. I, I don't think I've ever laughed harder at a movie. Than when he tried to sing the national anthem in the original <laughs> Naked Gun movie, like yeah. I just lost my, my lost my shit over that. Yeah. Um, he 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 was awesome, but I I feel like he didn't really come into his own until he, until he started. He like had the white hair already and was doing comedy, and then you know I think it it was just amazing because I was. I think we all were at the age when that stuff was funniest, like yeah. right when the, like Naked Gun and those yeah. movies were yeah. hitting, and and even Airplane, yeah. And, yeah. you know, w- it was always playing on TV when I was a kid. Yeah, just loved it, loved it, yeah, loved yeah. it. And you know, I mean, he's an old guy, so his passing isn't um, you, tragic yeah. or anything, but it, yeah. he, he will be missed. Do you remember the TV series Police Squad? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the which was a but, huge flop. When it, yeah, when oh, it, when yeah, it, yeah. 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 But see now the thing that uh, I knew him from airplane obviously as a little kid, but the Disney Channel used to show this old fifty show that he was on back when he was a dramatic actor. You know, he was in Forbidden Planet, yeah, he was in Poseidon exactly. Adventure. He he started off as a straightforward dramatic actor, um, and he was on the show called Swamp Fox, which the character uh, it was a real life guy, and he ended up uh, they used that real life guy as the basis for Mel Gibson's character in The Patriot. So it was this guy who 
was a guerrilla fighter in the revolution and uh, lived in the swamps and would attack the, you know, the redcoats and everything. And uh, it just, that show got me interested in, in American history as a little kid. So I kind of knew him from not only as like Dr. Rumack and Airplane mm-hmm. and Frank Drebin, but also that show. And then I just, you know, saw Forbidden Planet again recently and it really holds up and it, it and he's really solid in it. It's just like basically the prototype of Captain Kirk and every mm-hmm. other spaceship captain. And you, I, I, the thing about Leslie Nielsen is you just smile when you think of him. Everyone right. does. Everyone yeah. loves him. Yeah. Everyone was sad last week when that happened. And that's yeah. unique. That's an amazing thing that he achieved. What, now, what yeah. about uh, the director of Rebel Empire Cop Strikes <laughs> <laughs> so so to and never say never again. <laughs> and he also did this really cool old movie. I'm sure none of you guys have seen called The Hoodlum Priest, which was really interesting. Huh. I mean, Empire has got to be everybody's favorite yeah. Star Wars film mm-hmm. in this room. And you know, I I think probably it's no his, Attack of the Clone. <laughs> probably his greatest <laughs> accomplishment in terms of that movie was, you know, making. The movie he wanted to make, despite George Lucas. I mean, yeah. from all accounts, it seems like he kind of, you know, did some things that probably Lucas wouldn't have done with directing that film. And and he's given us the probably most interesting chapter in the Star Wars um, universe, and, and definitely and the most one that's influential most dear to me. sequel of of anything for know? sure. The one that every every friggin' filmmaker will yeah. cite as this is what we're hoping. We to want do. our sequel to be Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Yeah. Exactly. Even even Wrath of Khan, in a way, owes a, a debt to Empire, and that you know, just that they could do an ending like that, and that it would be successful, and it would actually bring in more people rather than alienate the fans. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So when wor- they get to Uncharted two and they kill off the dad, <laughs> you know, I'm just worried who's next because these things come in threes, don't they? Right. Yeah. Um, be careful. Be careful, famous people. I don't know. George, <laughs> famous George, people that we like. George Kennedy is out there right now having a drink to steady his nerves. <laughs> so if he dies by the time we put Betty this Betty White's probably killing them all off. I'm going to be the most famous old person. <laughs> Me. She's already... She's already solidified that. Yeah. I, I hear she's in the running for Catwoman as well. <laughs> they, should, they should have her in like the reboot of Stop Her My Mom will shoot to keep with the Golden if Girls. If Eric gets his way, maybe she can be in the Dark Knight <laughs> Catwoman movie. She can be the uh, the female Robin in Dark Knight are, are you older than Betty White? I'm not. I get confused. I'm close, though. I'm close. <laughs> so listen, maybe she could be in The Flash. We're, yeah, that'd be, be awesome. Flash's grandma. Megatron. We're, we're getting uh, to the end of the podcast here, so we should probably uh, talk real quick about uh, the movies that are opening up this week. Uh, uh, Black Swan and The Warrior's Way. That's, Both it. That's all we got. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, so it'll be basically up to Tangled again. Um, do we have time for one little news item? Uh, if we make it quick, yeah. Okay. Biggest flops of the year, according to Yahoo, were Jonah Hex. Extraordinary Measures with Brendan Fraser. Yes, films, by the way. Uh, yes, Repo Men, Scott Pilgrim, mm. and Fiery Vengeance, also with Brendan Fraser, and his Broadway show just got canceled. So <laughs> you know he's kicking himself right now for not doing Journey to the Center yeah. of the too. Yeah. <laughs> In Hawaii. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sad. Yeah, just, uh, I, I, don't think, uh, I, I don't think any of us thought Scott Pilgrim would do great, but the fact that yeah. it's listed among the big bombs of the year is kind of sad but yeah. anyways yeah you, you, but you I, I, I listen to keeping it real regularly you're you're kind of a Jada Hex apologist aren't you you're a not an apologist <laughs> so much as uh I was I like watcher I, I, yes <laughs> I've seen it twice god help me and one time I actually uh paid to see it um I you know on Netflix um no actually 
take that back. I've not paid for it either time. You gave me the, the mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's uh, – I, I like the character and all that. I think it's um, it's a shame that the movie was such a turd because – to go back to what you said about westerns, it could have been the start of a really cool kind of western comic book yeah. franchise. Yeah. And instead, it's you know, it's it's uh, you know, this generation's uh, Phantom or Shadow or one of those misfires. So, what did Tangle make uh, last week? Tangle right? made forty nine million. All right, I'm going to say Tangle number one this weekend uh, at uh, thirty two million. And uh, I think Black Swan's good at since it's limited, it'll probably be like five or six or something like that. You know, I think um, I think Tangled is also going to be number one, but uh, at thirty. And I actually think Harry Potter is going to be right around. It's going to be number two, and also going to be I think at about twenty-five. Okay, I don't want to. Last time I did this, I did so. Badly. That's okay. We suck every week. It was 18 Karate Kid week, and I thought 18 was going to do double Karate Kid, and it was the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough, man. Um, uh, well, just to play devil's advocate, then I'll say Harry Potter will stay at number one with 28 and Tangled 25. There we go. Yeah, like you guys say, Black Swan will be down there. Yeah, low. But, but, yeah. but Black, by, by the way, Black Swan's a great movie. It's friggin' cool. awesome. And yeah. I think it's going to generate a lot more interest as the Oscar stuff Award starts. Season. That's going to yeah. be in the top ten for the next, like, six weeks. Right. Although, uh, oddly enough, National Border Review didn't put that or 127 hours on their top ten list, but they did put in uh, Hereafter, which I, I liked, but I wouldn't say it to, on, should be on anyone's best list. Uh, Social Network swept those awards, and Christian mm. Bale got Best Supporting Actor. Nice. Um, I think that uh, I think Potter's going to stay number one. I'm going to say uh, with uh, 27 and Tangled, second with 25. Wow, so neck and neck between um, Mr. Tilly and Mr. Vavida. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> what do I win if I if I... Oh, you in? Uh, Maybe we'll send you that giant teddy bear that's sitting behind you. We'll, used to be we'll give you a pat on the back. Nice. A high five. Hand. Well, you're in America. I want a high five. We'll send you a, a, a <laughs> case of Earl Grey. There you go. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for uh, joining us this week, Mr. Schiller. Can, can I make a little plug? Sure. Quick. Well, I, I'm not on it this week, but um, we do a podcast in the UK. Um, a weekly one about games and, and movies, so it's uh, just look for IGN UK on uh, iTunes and you'll find it. And actually, if you search the, um, if you go to the movies uh, drop down menu in in uh, on the front page of any IGN channel, um, you can click on the podcast link. You'll see all the Keeping It Real episodes. In addition to that, you'll see the UK podcast in there, um, and I believe the Australian uh, podcast yeah, is also podcast. in there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all good podcasts. If you get if you like this one, check out the UK one. Um, Are they also where on the you YouTube, don't get to hear uh, us making fun of Englishmen? Okay. <laughs> Are they also on the iTunes uh, stuff? Yes. yes. Yep. But yeah. ours is a little more foul mouth than this. Well, that's because you're in Europe. I think you can get away with it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we like to keep it button, buttoned up because of They that. also show a lot of bush. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, if you want to hear us talk about something spe- uh, specific, feel free to uh, leave a note in the comments or email us at keepingitreal at IGN.com. All right, guys. We'll come at you next week. Thanks. Bye.